welcome to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor. Bad language, dirty jokes. And other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! <laughs> what's up what's up what's up <laughs> holy mackerel it's been a minute sure has hot minute <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've been doing one of these what's going on everybody welcome to the geeking squad podcast this is episode number 21 it is finally old enough to drink, and boy, <laughs> by gum, does it need one. <laughs> oh, it's been tough lately, man. So much going on. What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Larry Roberts. I'm here with my other co-hosts, my erstwhile friends and companions. Down the way, we have none other than... Vito. And then the one over here who was just threatening me with cheese not long ago. The look on Megan's face, man, is just... <laughs> there, is, there is no threatening you with cheese, apparently. I learned it the hard way. No, she threatened that she was going to, because I was running my mouth. So she was threatening to smear her uh, nacho cheese on me, because she's got some nachos here. And I was like, do it, because I'm just going to lick up all that cheese, because... And um, he did. And I did. <laughs> he sure did. Yeah. I actually. He, yeah. He, he made it happen. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, smear it on me. Because I'm a pig. <laughs> so it's good cheese, though. It is good cheese. And you've got Chi-Chi's chips, man. Uh-huh. You can't. Uh, Chi-Chi's was the shit back in the day. You it's can't. It's shit now. It, uh, yeah. Well, I just wish the restaurant was still around. But mm. now we've just been like, you know, denigrated down into one bag of Chi-Chi's rounds. But I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. So what we are here to talk about, if you're not already familiar with the Geeking Squad podcast, is we have a group on Facebook that is free and open for anybody to join as long as you are not a complete dill hole. Basically, is basically, what it, yep. Basically, is what it comes down to. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion and all any of that kind of crap that just fills up Facebook and all the other platforms so much. We talk about geeky stuff, man. We talk about sci-fi and action and conspiracies. Yeah, yeah, like UFO science. Science. <laughs> yep, exactly. We talk about all that kind of stuff and. Uh, we, as long as well as other people in the group, often share articles from various mm-hmm. news sites and memes, memes and little uh, like quizzes and multiple choice things and, you know, just all kinds of silly stuff that's for fun. And then we pick the best of it and we uh, talk about it here on the show. Mm-hmm. I think we've got some pretty good stuff to talk about. Yeah, nice mm-hmm. nice wide selection, I think. Yeah, and especially since it's been a few weeks since we've done this, so <laughs> there's a backlog of stuff. <laughs> so we're trying to stick mostly with like the more current, yeah. most somewhat mostly. recent stuff and everything, Ish. but stuff that we just thought was pretty interesting. Are you guys doing okay? Yeah. Doing all right? Still here. <laughs> Meg's, Vito's all good and Meg's just kind of hanging in there. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. You're like that cat on the poster that's like, hey, hang, hang in, in there. there. <laughs> yep, that's me right now. All right. Well, then we'll just make this as easy on you as possible. Okay. And uh, we're going to jump right into the nitty gritty. In this segment, we like to call... What's shaking, bacon? <laughs> it's been a moment since you've heard that. <laughs> that fine intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the What's Shaken Bacon segment. And uh, in this segment, we just this is where we talk about a bunch of the mixed up articles and stuff. So I guess I can go first if you guys don't mind. Go for it. So first and foremost, something that I was really excited about because we've kind of talked about this a little bit in the past and it's always been like just like a hot rumor. But at this point, it's been confirmed. Michael Keaton is coming back for sure as the Batman. Hell yes. yes. <laughs> he is going to be in the new Flash movie. And uh, so not the TV show. There, You know, that gets so confusing. That's part of the problem with DC is that they've got like 
the the CW, you know, CBS like universe out there and everything with uh, Arrow and Supergirl and all that kind of stuff. And then we've got the DC universe, which is like all the Justice League related stuff. Mm. So this is going to be for the DC universe flash. So it's Ezra Miller, who we saw in uh, the Justice League movie and everything. And uh, yeah, so the whole thing is, I think they're doing the Flashpoint storyline, which deals with multiple timeline, multiple dimension kind of thing. Yeah. My head hurts. <laughs> it's already hurting. It just... already hurts. Just, just mention timelines in MCU. Well, this isn't... This isn't even the MCU, it's DC. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. so now <laughs> it's everybody's just getting in on the action. We're going to talk more about that <laughs> later, actually. But so in any case, what's going to happen here is Ben Affleck is supposed to be in this as Bruce Wayne again. Okay. Right. He's going to be in it. But then we're also going to have the alternate universe, which I I... I don't know if they're calling it this because this is kind of what they were referring it to as uh, on the TV show, but it's supposed to be sort of like Earth 88 or something like that or Earth Earth 89, which, of course, the Batman movie came out in 89, you know, so yeah, it's pretty fucking (laughs) awesome. But uh, I guess Keaton was sort of he wasn't sure. I guess the reason why it was always a rumor was because he wasn't sure if he was up for it for a bunch of reasons but he's getting older and he mm-hmm. said his main concern was covid because they're filming over in england oh it's real bad <clears> there. <throat> right exactly and he's like i'm living on an like a 17 acre estate i'm staying the fuck away from everybody <laughs> he's like so as much as it'd be cool to do the movie it's not worth like you know dying for right but I guess now he, you know, I don't know. They didn't specify it's personal. Maybe he's vaccinated. I'm, I would assume he probably is and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they started filming just like a week ago or something like that. So it is confirmed. That's nice. exciting. Oh, yeah. It's the first time he's played Batman since 1992, man, since Batman Returns. So hmm. that's really fucking cool. And I love the idea. I, I, want, I don't know if there'll be any interaction, but how cool would it be to have, like, Affleck's Batman meet his yeah. other dimension Batman and it's fucking Keaton? <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be any other, like, references to the Tim Burton Batman movies. Like, will they... How cool would it be if he ends up being there and they're like, well, we got to recreate, like, Wayne Manor from there and use that Batmobile and... All. Dude. <laughs> Dude. That's fucking exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like Ezra Miller's Flash. Now, you haven't seen Justice League, right? No. Really fucking good, man. It's, it's yeah, and especially the uh, the, the Zack Snyder one, I'm meaning, like, the, uh, the four-hour version and everything. Yeah, I haven't even finished it yet, <laughs> but so far, it's really fucking good. And Flash is probably one of my favorite him he yeah he's definitely my favorite part of it and everything he's really funny so anyway moving on a little bit uh total change of pace but something that's a little bit more in my wheelhouse even though i'm i'm not a big video game guy but i'm a big collector guy Mm -hmm. so recently there was a world record shattered price wise for a video game being sold at auction hmm. and it was for uh super mario it was an original super mario game and it was um yeah okay it was the nes classic super mario brothers came in a black box and everything it's still wrapped it's sealed it's never been open it went for six hundred and sixty thousand dollars wow now that's a good ass game well yeah. i don't know if it's that good <laughs> i love no and here's the thing people have to understand it's one of the main reasons i want to talk about it not only is it it's like wow that's cool and that's you know that's really something you know because we've heard about everything from precious art to you know speaking of dc and all that you know action comics number one going for a million dollars or two million you know all that kind of stuff but this is the first time we've ever seen anything like this like from basically your guys childhood you know Mm -hmm. start to get up there like that but here's the thing people need to understand no your copy of super mario brothers is not worth six hundred and sixty thousand dollars like oh man even even if people are like but i've got it with the box still no it's it's still not the same thing 
Um, it may, well, you know what? It may be, it may be, it's not, I'm not saying if you happen to have one of these, I'm not discouraging you from like checking it out and making sure you don't happen to have this, but this is a very specific variation of it. So this I'm going to guess is the one that's only Super Mario Brothers and not the one that's Super Mario Brothers plus Duck Hunt. Right. Okay. There's no Duck Hunt on it. Yeah, it's it's an, dog. that's what I had is the, the yeah, combo one. Me too. So <laughs> you hated that dog. Damn dog! <laughs> Stop laughing at me. The gun sitting right there, yeah. looking at it. Yeah, yeah, we do have the Nintendo <laughs> gun sitting. Did there. you also try to shoot him in between rounds? Yes, yeah, of course but. I did. <laughs> Cursing him out the whole time. Stupid dog. Uh, I thought that game was fun. It was fun. I loved that game. Yeah, both games. That was dog pissed me off, but. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was a pack-in, wasn't it? You would get, you would buy the Nintendo and it would come with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. On I think the, so. Yeah, I think it was the first combo one game. I had yeah. on there. Yeah. Had okay. Yeah. See, I didn't own it, but I had friends that did. And I seem to remember that was like the game that came with it. See, I, of course, everybody knows I'm an Atari guy. So my pack-in for Atari was actually combat which was not as fun, <laughs> admit it, as much as I'm an Atari guy. Combat was okay for its time, but it was not as fun as Duck Hunt and Super Mario. But anyway, th- so yeah, I mean, there there's articles out there that explain exactly what it is, but it's because this was like a very specific version. It only came out from like mid to late 1986 and it was in a black box and it doesn't have the game pack NESGP code on it and has a certain hanger tab on it. Mm. It's like a very specific one and that's why it went for so much. So yeah. So before everybody gets all excited and it's like, I have that game. No odds are you don't. (laughs) I go through this all the time. No, I, <laughs> I go through this all the time in the squad. I just had a guy the other day. He was asking about Pokemon cards. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, I got holographic Pokemon cards. And it's like, yeah, they're worth like 10 bucks. You know, like they're not the ones that are worth like $500. Sorry, you know. Mm. Um, but it's worth checking, though, because you yeah, never know. Hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, Find you, all sorts of treasures. Exactly. And that's usually the ones that are worth a lot is the stuff that it's like that like the stuff that everybody's got it's like well that's that's not worth so much you know mm-hmm. every because everybody saved it this is i mean how many people saved had this very particular version of the game and then saved it never opened all that kind of stuff yeah it's pretty rare but i thought it was pretty cool and the previous records just in case you guys are interested was the second most expensive one was fittingly super mario brothers 3 Oh, really? It was a version of that, another specific version that was sealed and graded and all that stuff. That had sold for $156,000. And then the third one was a U.S. version of Super Mario Brothers again. <laughs> and that one sold for $114,000. Wow. wow. So this really shot it out of the park. Oh, yeah. This was big. Well, and that's the other thing people need to understand about these things, too, is because somebody bids on one of these things and says, you know, I'll pay, you know, you get some rich asshole, you know, some guy that works in Silicon Valley and, you know, and he's got money to burn and he's like, Oh, you know, I want that for my collection, $660,000. No problem. So then everybody goes, Oh, it's worth $660,000. Well, it's not if there's nobody else on the planet willing to pay that much, you know? I knew guys that did that with Neo Geo cartridges. I don't know if you guys know what Neo Geo is. Yes. And this dude spent like 750 bucks just because it had a different um, sticker on the side so he could put it on a shelf, and that's all he did with it. I was like, dude. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just wasted $750. (laughs) Well, to you, but not to him. I guess, but I. Uh, What's the difference between? Yeah, I mean, I do shit like that, you know. I well, I I've never spent that kind of money on a toy. I've never spent anywhere close to that. I'd spent, ah, uh, you know, for as many toys as I have, I've never spent more than like a couple hundred bucks on a single toy. I've spent a lot of money on a on a batch of toys. I just did that not too long ago, actually. <laughs> you did. But. Uh, but I, yeah, I wouldn't spend that much, but I get it. I totally get it, man. If I had the money to spend on it, if I could get, uh, you know, a sealed um, boxed version of all four Kiss Me Go Dolls from 1978, if I had the money to drop on that and drop a grand on that or something, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I wouldn't open them and they would just sit in, you know, 
clear plexi cases on my shelf and I would admire them. From afar. From afar. <laughs> and it would be awesome. So I get it, but yeah, I guess it's a little different with the games because you're like, oh, but you could play that game and stuff, you know. Neo Geo is badass, but Neo Geo has this like fucking cult, oh yeah, hardcore following for it. So yeah, those people that are into like Neo Geo are fucking serious. They're about fucking it. nerds. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 really are. <laughs> But anyway, all right. Well, enough of my yap, and I keep going on and on. I, Meg, you have to talk about something next that I, I, I watched it once. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I was looking at. Uh, yeah, me too. Did you watch it, Vito? I heard about it, but no. You didn't watch it. Yeah, so apparently this lady in Palm Coast, Florida. Okay. Has, you know, everybody's got these security cameras now on their porches and everything. Sure. And, I mean, they're grainy. They're not the best. But at least you can see somebody coming up. And occasionally you might see, like, a little critter, deer or something. Deer or an alligator. Raccoon. Yeah. You know, something go across there. Well, she caught something on camera. It looks a lot like a fucking velociraptor. Nice. <laughs> a very short little velociraptor. It's a baby one. Well, technically, yeah. I think, well, they weren't the velociraptors from Jurassic Park movie. Technically, velociraptors are the size of, like, a turkey, I think. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Well, yeah, then, yeah. exactly. We talked about this. Yeah, we did. Oh, that's right. Well, then it could be a velociraptor. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I'm going with because I, I don't know what that was. Yeah. I don't know what I was looking at. It was very, very strange. Yeah, you'll have to look at it, Vito, because I, I don't. Here's the thing. Even when I was looking at it, you know, everybody's like, baby dinosaur, baby dinosaur. And I'm like, I, it's not clear enough to me to be able to discern. Even that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I could yeah. kind of see something, like somebody made a point that they said it could have been some kind of like animal that was like dragging like a snake. Yeah, I was just going to say a couple of our, our group members. Right. Yeah, said it looked like a mammal dragging a snake. Right, to be the tail, you know, what you're thinking is the dinosaur mm-hmm. tail. And then another um, guy said it's the raccoon. I see them run with their hind legs all the time. And then another one said he'd love to believe it's a dinosaur, but he's going to go with a long-legged alligator. A genetic mutation. Yeah. So, okay, you watched. Okay, so you just looked at the video, yeah. Vito. So, I mean, you said you thought it looked like there's something on its head. Yeah. Like, you ever see those videos where you see, like, a raccoon that got his head stuck mm-hmm. into, like, a, a can of can peas? Of, yeah. You know? Because something's reflective on it. Yeah. Yeah. And now I can see where he was talking about it's like some kind of mammal dragging or it maybe you know. I don't know. It looks though. like a tail. It it, it looks does like look a tail. Weird, so. I mean, there's some weird shit down in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the humans down in Florida <laughs> are weird enough. You know, right? much less. I wouldn't put it, anything. It, it past. could be a human. Yeah. Who is <laughs> a left out baby or something? That's running around. <laughs> wow. Got his head stuck in a. Baby God jar. damn it! <laughs> I was trying to take out the trash last night. I ran into one of them long tailed meth babies. <laughs> Running around. I think it had a can of Gerber stuck on its head. <laughs> Something tells me that's not what it was, but no. something okay. tells me our Florida viewership is going to go way down. All right, sorry, guys. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I have a feeling that people in Florida are probably like, yeah. yeah that, uh, all right. That's I'll pretty that much one. it, man. You know, you if you have any idea what we have to deal with down here, you know, that's funny. Yeah, who knows? I'll be curious to see if uh, anything comes of it. Yeah. yeah if we'll they... probably never hear about it again. Probably. But... <laughs> you never know. You never it, know. It's, it's interesting. It's something, but it's so grainy you can't. Yeah. You'll never be able to make out what that is. <laughs> Unless she sees it again. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now people are going to be looking out for it. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. Maybe they'll find something with a Gerber yeah. stuck to its head. <laughs> Got a can of pork and beans stuck to his head. <laughs> Got some long, janky ass tail. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so moving on. So we're just taking all sorts of left turns on this show. We're all over the place this time. You're going to talk about some that I know this is one of your favorite shows, isn't it? I really enjoy this show. Yeah. Yeah. I sure do. It's um, How I Met Your Mother. Right. Is going to have a sequel. And this one is going to star Hilary Duff. Okay. It's going to be on Hulu. I like Hilary Duff, actually. Yeah, I do too. Um, Her name's going to be Sophie on there. It's basically like all these other reboots or sequels and stuff like that where they're going to flip the script. So instead of How I Met Your Mother, it's going to be How I Met Your Father. Oh, boy. That's original. Right? So she's going to just be sitting there talking to her son about how she met her father, his father. Yeah. 
and then reminiscing about it. Just it's gonna be just like How I Met Your Mother. Okay. So hopefully, it'll, hopefully it'll be just as good because that was an award-winning show. It was. I only watched like a handful of episodes of it, mm-hmm. but it was good. Yeah, I but, really. I've watched it twice. But I've like, heard all of it. <laughs> right. But I, now you can tell me. But I've heard that it's like, oh no, you need to really watch. As long as it was, you need to watch the whole show because it did wrap up. Like it was like a beginning and end kind of yeah. story, right? Because yeah. like the episodes yeah, we, I saw, it didn't the matter. Mother. Like you have to go through all these things. Like, oh, is this the mother? He's meeting a new person. He's like, no. And then he gives up on love. Like, oh, forget this. And because he has like worse luck in love. And he's like this best friend who he's, in, you know, they dated, they were in love. And then that didn't work out. And because she didn't have one kids and he wanted kids. They just wanted different things in life. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of back and forth, back and forth. And he got dished at the altar a couple of times. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. Up. Yeah. OK, so the whole thing with this show is that it always just dragged you on of like, is this going to be it? the mother? And yeah. it's not. And that then pissed like, me off. Yeah, after the, a while. It was the last season, we finally got to meet the mom, mm-hmm. and there's a whole controversy because people got pissed off. But okay, hmm. Yeah, I'll have and to. And then sit it had a twist at the end of it. So of course it did. Of course it did. So yeah, one of these days I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch it because yeah, the episodes I, I, really I saw was this. funny enough. And what's his face was always Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, he was always really funny. <laughs> yeah, so I've I'm. Cautiously optimistic. I like Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. I love the show. So they, hopefully it'll be just as good the second round. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But now something that I know all three of us are definitely interested in is Vito's got Vito's got the nerd tip for yeah. us here. A couple mm-hmm. two tree uh, Trek related things here. Ooh. We don't like Star Trek around Not here at all. or anything. No, we love it. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> so. <laughs> So first up on the docket here, we've got uh, Star Trek Picard Season 2 just got a teaser trailer dropped. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that yet. Yeah, oh, you and, didn't see uh, it? No. Ooh. Ooh. And it's Damn. a teaser. And I'm Mr. Spoiler, you know, <laughs> right? and I'm the one that's a fuck. Okay. And they're teasing a character that is much loved from the next generation. Hell yeah, it is. Okay. Is He's- it Beverly Crusher? I wish. Oh, man. I so wish it was. Still waiting on that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not Crusher. It's Q. Okay. Yeah. John DeLancey mm-hmm. coming back. Well, that makes sense. Kind of wonder where he's been all this time, you know, because he didn't factor in at all in any of the movies, right? I don't think no. so. No. I don't recall it anyway. He was in Voyager, though. Oh, okay. Fucking Voyager, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to watch Voyager, Meg. <laughs> You have to watch Voyager. Wasn't Riker in Voyager too? I just saw something about that. Oh, was he? I think almost all of he them. He was were. in like every one of them. Almost. No, in Voyager, he might. I don't. Honestly, Maybe it was DS9. Is DS9? I thought, I thought it had Voyager on well, there. Well, no, like, no, really? no, no, because in there's D- no way he could be on there because like he joined DS9 as Thomas Riker. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, Thomas well, Riker right, was on did. DS9 hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so yes. there's there's more of a connection to next gen with DS9 oh, yeah. than Voyager, but Voyager's still Voyager's really fucking good, Meg. I know LeVar Burton is in Voyager. Is um he? yeah, he plays a captain um later on in the in the in the season or the series, but yeah, I don't remember if Riker is. Yeah, I'm going to have to look up cuz I thought it well, maybe not. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so Q has been teased, and it is John speaking in in the trailer, which is kind of cool. There's not really much they're saying other than um, they are going to deal with the fact that time has passed, just like in Picard, he's aged and okay. grown. So Q is going to have some of that as well. But since Q is like this weird like god thing. Deity, kind of like demigod. Yeah, yeah. time, I guess, wouldn't pass. Like yeah, how would, are they going to... You know? Well, who knows? Yeah. I mean, they, they can de-age him, I guess. Well, they could do all kinds of things. That's I mean, true. look at Doctor Who. Look at how he change, he she changes all the time. You know, I mean, yeah. there, there's all kinds of ways they can explain that. Yeah. So I guess we just have to wait to find out what's going to happen, or we just got to wait till season two. Yeah. Now, when are they saying season two is finally going to come out? I think it. I last I heard. That's why I'm surprised they're already releasing trailers and shit, because last I heard, I thought it wasn't coming out until, like, next year. Yeah, it debuts uh, in 2022. They don't say really when. Okay. 
So because okay. it's in filming, right? Didn't they start filming it? I think so. I thought, oh. they, I thought they had. I'm sure they have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They better have. And then other than <laughs> or that, else, we, yeah, <laughs> or else. Um, our good buddy LeVar Burton is going to be a guest host on Jeopardy. That's yes, fucking we awesome. we got our wish. That is fucking awesome. Everybody's like, we want him to host Jeopardy. We want to host Je- Jeopardy. And yeah, so there's a big Twitter worked. campaign that got like quarter of a million signatures yeah. to get him on the on the show, which is awesome. He Fuck guest host. He should just host yeah, it. Yeah, that's man. what they're trying to do is get him to actually host it. So yeah. we're making baby steps. Yeah. Well, maybe if he does really well and the reaction's really good and everything to him. Yeah, doing no it. pressure. <laughs> I know. Everybody wants it. Like, and I was going to guess it. He's like, uh. Yeah, but you know what? He can handle it, he man. He can. He's the man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Reading Rainbow. Yeah, he's exactly. Exactly. He's got the pedigree there. You know, he was on, uh, you know, a fairly intelligent show with Star Trek and everything and, you know, promoting science, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then he was Mr. Reading Rainbow and he did that. He was also in Roots, which was fucking yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. You know, let the man host goddamn Jeopardy, <laughs> please. You know, <laughs> I think he's yeah, I think he's perfect for it. So I really hope that that uh, that goes through. So. We'll see. Then uh, last up is uh, Michael Dorn. You might know him as Worf. Worf, yep. From Next Worf. Gen. So he had tweeted something a little bit cryptic. Okay. That said that. Um, yeah, we'll go, just we'll, got the news. Okay. Being summoned back into action. Starfleet calls. Yeah. Hashtag ad. Now, what the hell does ad, ad or ad mean? Hmm. Well, we don't know. But the speculation that it could be some kind of promotion for some video game some star trek video game. right yeah that's what i saw a lot of people were saying is they think it's related to a video game but i didn't i haven't seen or heard anything confirming that me either so but he he did say that he would not be willing to put on all that makeup for something that doesn't have like a major role that he would be doing right so i don't I'm think he would be do a guest appearance yeah i don't something. think he would do something like that i don't know i know man. people are excited that we're gonna get like an all wharf show yeah that'd be cool that would be cool well, but they maybe what they would do is they would have him appear on something like Picard and then spin it off spin from it there, off, yeah. you know? I hope so. Man, I know we had our issues with Picard. I know that there was some issues with the way that that show wrapped up, but I really am looking forward to seeing more of that because I was thinking about it the other day. I was just kind of thinking back on the show and it's like, yeah, some of those characters we wanted to punch in the throat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like that doctor, that female. Ugh. But um, worst. But like the other ones that, like the like the two we met at at uh, C two E two and yeah. everything, and some of those other characters and the and the the uh, the holographic uh, ship captain guy and everything. Man, there was some great characters on that show, and I'm like, oh, they. I I just would like to see more, especially given how Star Trek has a history of their first seasons <laughs> not being the best ones. It usually takes some. Somewhere until second or third season yeah. to really get the ball rolling. Yeah, exactly. So I really hope they stick with Picard. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. We'll see. Time will tell. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right, it is about that time, about that time, for a little bit of the old squad talk right upside your head. Jeez. Well, you know, it's we've been soft on people for a while now. They haven't had to deal with it. So now we're back with a big loaded fist full of squad talk. How you like that, buddy? Sucko. <laughs> no? Wow, so violent. It's not violent. It's 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 a love. It just is. It's okay. Well, whatever. Anyway, so on Squad Talk, we pick a couple of things, a couple two tree things that we think are worth focusing a little bit more on and getting into a little more in depth discussion about. 
Vito, you apparently found some article or something that's talking about a theory about a James Cameron movie. Now, what what is this all about? So there's a YouTube channel called The Film Theorists. Okay. And they take films and they have they make like these fan theories about what these movies are actually about. And they did one on the Titanic movie that James Cameron did. And they were saying that this whole movie is about time travel and keeping the U.S. out of World War One. Really? Yes. How? So they're saying that Jack, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, is a right. time travel who went back to make sure that Rose did not jump overboard. Okay. Because if she jumped overboard, the Titanic would have had to stop, turn around, find her, which would have delayed them by at least an hour or so, thus causing the iceberg to float away that they wouldn't hit it on their travels. Now, if the Titanic did not hit the iceberg and it made its voyage across the Atlantic and back, that would have made it a successful trip. They would have launched more trips. Americans would have been on it. They would have been torpedoed by the Germans. Okay. Thus, Americans would have gotten into World War I before the Lusitania sinking from like five years later. Oh. Now, the Lusitania, because of that, we went into the war, and I think like like 116,000 Americans died in World War One. Right. If the Titanic theoretically made that trip before and was torpedoed, we would have gotten into the war years before, thus causing us to lose probably around a million lives. Wow. So him saving 1,500 people could have survived, could have made us not get a million people killed later on. So it's interesting because there's like these little tidbits in the movies that they brought up. So when Jack is going to Rose trying to convince her not to jump off the ship, he's saying, yeah, well, I'll tell you a story. When I was younger, I went fishing with my dad at this place called Lake Masoda. Right. Well, apparently Lake Masoda was not made until it didn't get finished being made man-made until 1917, five years after the events on Titanic. Oh. As well as a roller coaster reference that he made. That roller coaster coaster was not built for another five years as well. There was a backpack that his buddy was carrying on the ship in the beginning of the movie. That backpack was not invented until sometime at the beginning of World War II. Wow. He won his ticket to the Titanic in a poker game, so there's no record of him in history being on that ship, which is another red flag. Right. Um, yeah, so I mean, those things alone is like, okay, that's kind of interesting, and I wonder if James Cameron put those in there, or this might all be bullshit, but if you know James Cameron, he loves his time travel stories. Right. So how cool would it be if he actually put all this stuff as a hidden Easter egg, and these guys cracked it? (laughs) Now, see, you made Titanic a hundred times more interesting (laughs) than me. See, now I want to go watch the movie. Right. Catch it off. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I love Titanic. I think that's a great movie. Meg does not like that movie, which is I thought funny. it was overrated, but... Now, oh, we're going to see it with some it. fresh eyes, because yeah. that's pretty damn cool. That is really cool. Now, here's the thing. If I was James Cameron, I would fucking own it run either way. It. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would run with it either way. I'd just be like, I'd be like, well, who knows? Oh, you found me out. <laughs> or I'd just kind of like be, be like... Be like, really? You found that in there, huh? Gee, I don't know. You know, and just get people like, oh shit! Like maybe he really did put it in there. I would just own it because I mean that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and it's much better than being like, no, we just didn't do our fucking research, right? Because <laughs> right? that, uh, yeah, that doesn't look so cool. No. <laughs> hey, Neil deGrasse Tyson called out James Cameron on his star. Um Right. In the sky because the stars didn't match up for that time period. And and James was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll fix that on the re-release. And then he did it, and, and Neil talked to him again. He goes, listen, man, do you think, you know, this movie made a billion dollars. Do you think me putting the stars in the right position would have made a big difference? <laughs> and Neil's like, yeah, I guess not, man. <laughs> right. But I understand. I mean, you know, unfortunately, that's the other thing, too, is see, like, this I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't what it is now, you know? I think that the problem is when you made movies back then, to be fair, even to people like James Cameron, yeah, you could do a lot of research and stuff, but man, you know, like, it was hard to do that much research back then. 
it would take a lot of time and resources and that's money. 20 assistants going to the library to right. read actual <laughs> microfilms and, and books about the subject which you know? they had to do as yeah. it was so things you know some of these things like well that backpack is not period correct or oh that lake didn't actually exist in that year and all that kind of stuff you could kind of forgive that but see the problem is is like nowadays any fucking third grader can look that up at the drop of a hat, you know, with the press of a couple of keys or buttons on your phone or whatever. You know, that's that's kind of a problem. Yeah. So I understand Neil's point. He's just like, well, you know what, man? You know, like nowadays, yeah, you can't get away with that shit, son. So it's like, <laughs> you know, fix it or, you know, understand there's going to be people that are going to fucking call you out on it. <laughs> but, dude, that's. When you first, when I first saw you were going to talk about this and you first brought this up, I was like, oh boy. Crack pipe is this. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's really fucking cool. That's super exciting, man. That's way better than what I got to talk about. Well, it's the same idea because there's been a, it seems like time travel is just, it's the fucking thing anymore. It permeates everything. There's so many books, movies, TV shows. Everything's about like time travel and messing with time and stuff. Clearly, even ones that weren't intended to be <laughs> might have been. Um, there's a lot of talk, you know, and I got to be careful. I won't go too in depth because I realize there's a lot of people. You're one of them, Vito, mm. that has not watched the recent uh, Marvel Correct. Universe stuff. So I can't give away too much, but... You know, ever since Endgame happened, one of the biggest questions that's been out there in, you know, amongst geeks like us and the public in general is how exactly did this all work with the whole time heist thing? Because that's all fine and dandy to go, you know, like, okay, well, they went back in time and they stole this, blah, blah, blah. But even in the movie itself, and this is where it gets complicated. They didn't leave it up to just typical movie tropes like Back to the Future and all that kind of stuff. They made a specific point in Endgame to talk about how like all those movie tropes about traveling time is bullshit. And here's what would really happen if you traveled time and you would create splinter timelines and you would fuck up the future and you would do, you know, it would be because it would become a new future. And that other thing would like exist on another timeline. They fucking set it up that way. But then they went and did things like, oh, I don't know, have Captain America go back in time and not come back. And then suddenly come back a couple moments later as an old man with a brand new shield and all this stuff. And it's like, well, where the fuck did that shield come from? Because your shield was destroyed in the Battle of Thanos. And that's like such a thing now, especially, I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the whole thing about that show the, the core thing is that shield. Should that shield exist anymore because it stands for one thing for one people, but it stands for something else for other people? And who deserves to have that shield? Does it belong to the government? Does it belong to Sam? Does it, you know, not belong to any of them? Like, it's like a whole thing. And there's all these theories out there now about, well, what the fuck happened to Steve Rogers all those years and i want to know what you think about this because all of a sudden steve rogers is sitting on that bench we remember that scene very well Mm -hmm. you know and the thing is is we didn't see him suddenly like zap into you know existence there or whatever you got to assume he was maybe hiding behind some tree or some bullshit he comes and he's in that seat so he knows they're going to be there because he remembers that's when he went back and everything where has he been all this time Because there was that whole thing, wasn't it? It was, who was it? Was it the screenwriters, Meg, that were saying that they, even though it wasn't written into any of the scripts, that they believed that Steve was Peggy's husband the whole time, right? Right, right, because there's a white-headed guy at the funeral. In Civil War, Mm -hmm. right, you see somebody carrying the casket, casket. but you only see him from It looks a lot like the back of him. And everything. And he would have been on the other side of like the casket from where like Steve, younger okay. Steve and Sam them were sitting That's cool. and everything. So there's that. Plus she mentions, you know, about how if it wasn't for 
Steve Rogers in that one old film of Peggy that Steve's watching later. Mm-hmm. He finds some old black and white film of her doing an interview, and she says that, you know, if it wouldn't have been for Steve, she wouldn't have met her husband, husband. and everything. But it's like, well, how is that? Because at what point did Steve, and you know what I mean? Like, that was never... A thing so that's why people are like oh it's because Steve was her husband but the problem is is there's so many things that don't line up with that like that it's like well that okay but that doesn't make sense then we're led to believe that Steve has been alive this whole time this whole time then Mm -hmm. he's been alive so it means he let everything happen he didn't try to you know what i mean he just was like okay i'll all these people that died and got mur- all these you know hydra and the rise of hydra he just did nothing about any of that but wasn't young captain america still around well but that's what i'm saying it's, or is this it, a splinter well that's My head hurts yeah i know that's the thing <laughs> they're talking about like that if if cap went back and he stayed you know he was in that timeline and it's supposed to be that the timeline that we know basically that whole time he had really been alive, but was just like hidden, you know, from the public, maybe living under a fake name or whatever. I just, I don't buy that, man. You're telling me all those years that if Peggy was married to some other dude and nobody met him, nobody ever met him, Howard Stark, nobody ever met him. Captain America was world fucking famous. How exactly did he stay out of sight from the world? sunglasses and a wig <laughs> right didn't, didn't he make references where he won't he would have traded everything just to be with peggy right yeah. so why wouldn't he just stay undercover and stay in the house with her and not do anything and not care about hydra anymore uh, so maybe i mean because i i don't know i had an impression that young steve was still there doing so like, all oh, this stuff it, right yeah well what, like what, I, other me's got it i can <laughs> i can live my life now well but the other young steve was frozen for whatever it was 70 years but that's or, already done but, you know, no, what I'm saying is, is that I don't believe that old Steve would have just been like, oh, well, you know, every I'm just going to let everything happen just like it happened. And we'll just have wait till the real me gets thought out in the 2000s. And and you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to I mean, I don't know, man, that's pretty fucking selfish. You know, like I get like what you're saying about giving it all up for Peggy. But and yeah, maybe he just didn't want to. Maybe he just didn't want to mess with, you know. Timeline anymore. And then when he already fucked it up. But here's the other thing to consider. How do we know what he did with the stones? How do we know? How does anybody know? Nobody knows. Nobody knows that he returned the stones. How do we know that? Because he's Captain America. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that that's that's the that's the belief, right? Because he's Captain America and he would do the right thing. Except we know that he didn't. He went back in time did a very selfish thing, created a whole fucking splinter timeline and everything. So just because now I'm not saying he was just like, fuck this and just tossed the stones aside, but I'm just saying we don't know what he did with it because there's all sorts of questions. First of all, did he go and return the fucking stone to red skull? How do you think that went? (laughs) Right. Think of this. So, but if he went back in time from the point in the future, and didn't fuck with the time in the past, then the only time that we got affected would be the time after he had left. So we don't know what happened in the future. I think him going back in time... Oh, geez. <laughs> right. Now, okay. So, yeah. I th- it, here, let me cut you off real quick. So I think that the way they're trying... I guess what I'm getting at is the way they're trying to say that what he did wasn't so bad is along the lines of what you said a minute ago. If he went back in time and literally the only thing he did was be Peggy's husband, then that isn't really altering the timeline at all because he was already Peggy's husband. We already know Peggy had a husband that was already established before he even went back. So we know there's some mystery man that was her husband that we never got to meet. He just closed the loop, dude. This was always supposed to happen this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's that's fate. Yeah, we were just talking about this on the last episode of the one before that Australian kid who said he he like cracked the code for time travel, which was a bullshit story. He didn't do that at all. (laughs) But he said that basically there's you can't go back in time and change anything because time will just fix itself to make sure that what happens happens. Happens. So what if this was always supposed to happen? 
Thanos was always supposed to destroy half the Earth. The Avengers are always supposed to put it back together again. And Steve Rogers was always supposed to go back in time and be with Peggy the entire time. Yeah. You know? I guess it makes sense, kind of. I don't know. I just, yeah, I guess so. I I just have a hard time believing that he could go back in time and and do all that, you know, and just let everything happen. But I guess unless he knows that's how it's supposed to be. Well, he does. I mean, he would. I mean, he would know he would obviously because he knows what happened in history. If he's like as long as I. But damn, that's 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 quite a chance, man. You know, that's quite a risk. Or no, he could have gone in the future. Like, oh, okay, that's what has works, and then go back well, and make it happen. I'm glad you brought that up, because that's the next point that I want to get to about these theories, okay? Okay. So, the whole thing when people are saying, well, how do we know what he did with the stones and what he did with the time hopper thing and all that stuff? We we took on just his word that he was just going to return the stones, and you know, but then we know he stayed. So, everybody's big question is, well, what the fuck is the deal with the shield then? Because it's interesting, if you remember in Endgame, when he gives it to Sam and he says, what do you think? And he goes, I think it feels like it belongs to somebody else. And he goes, it doesn't. So there's a theory going around that it doesn't because that shield was actually created for Sam in in the future. future. And so he went and traveled into like the, the future and brought it back to Sam because that's the way it's supposed to be. Vito's got a look on his face. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Because isn't it like the future Sam's dead, and that's why he brought it? Spoiler back. alert. Well, that, it's a theory. We don't know. Yeah, it's just it's a theory. Just, there's no. We don't. No know. concrete anything. It's just a theory that he's dead, and that's why he got it to bring it back to this other Sam. Yeah, maybe to like fix something. Could be. I mean, that's the thing. It's like Steve Rogers, for all we know, could be this big time Doctor Who fucking time jumper dude. Right. Could He's a be. time lord. It could be. He could... can't fuck up the timeline. See? Right. I mean, who knows? There's so many things because here's the thing. If you remember the stuff that they needed in order to do the time jump and all that kind of stuff. Well, now Steve knows about it. So he could go back and in, in back in the 40s and the 50s. He when needs all, the pimp particles, doesn't he? To yeah. So he could go talk to Howard Stark and P- Henry Pym, Hank Pym, and be like, okay, here's what we need. Here's what I need, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, maybe make have it make some deal like you guys can't fuck with this. Like 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 they say on Doctor Who, who knows? <laughs> right. But there could be, you know. <laughs> It's You're a, missing out, I, Vito. It's just a it's it's one episode when he does that. <laughs> okay, and it's the fourth Doctor, and it's a very timey wimey kind of thing like that, because mm. that's what everybody thinks about the fourth Doctor when he's sitting there in that museum with the Gallifrey painting mm-hmm. and everything, and he's talking to the eleventh Doctor, but he never says he's the Doctor, but we all know that's the fucking Doctor. That's the that's Tom Baker <laughs> and everything, and it's but now he's an old man, just like Steve was. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of parallels between that scene. In Doctor Who and what we theorize with that and that scene in Endgame. Mm -hmm. Plus, and I mean, this isn't really a spoiler for anybody or anything yet because nothing, you know, we don't, nobody knows yet at least. We haven't seen, you know, more episodes of it. Is nobody knows what's happened to Steve Rogers in the current time. All they keep saying is he's gone. He's not here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Steve's gone. Steve's not, not, Steve's not here. Steve's not around anymore. They never but, say he's dead. But they've never said he's dead. They never said he's buried here. They've never said blah, 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 blah. So that motherfucker could be jumping around in time, doing all sorts of shit, like a fucking, you know, fucking interloping fidgety old man that he is. <laughs> Who knows, man? But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's just something I wanted to throw out there for people because I'd like to hear people's like theories on this because us just trying to talk about it now is like, yeah, it makes our head hurt. <laughs> Every time I was like, my head's killing me. <laughs> I need to take aspirin before we start these. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what do you suggest? And it's about that time when I, you know, press the wrong buttons and everything, just trying to get to this segment. But we're we're finally here. It is our "What do you suggest?" segment to close out the show, and this is where we suggest things to you gently, just gently, gentle suggestions. It's not forceful. Yes, they are. 
I was just going to say Meg might get forceful <laughs> on you. Maybe but. a little. <laughs> but we like to suggest things that we're into, movies, TV, books, things that we think it's worth uh, checking out. And Vito, do you got something you want to suggest? Yes, and I'm keeping with the time travel talk here. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. This is a movie from 1989 called Millennium. Millennium. Starring Chris Christopherson Ooh. and Cheryl Ladd. Oh. And it's about time travel, about this post-apocalyptic Earth in the year 3000 that in takes- In the year 3000. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> couldn't help myself. I, know, I always think of that. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. And they go back in time and take people who are going to die from plane crashes and shoot them back into the future oh. to repopulate the planet because everybody's dying. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Hmm. And it's based off of a short story, which later got into expanded book, which I have sitting behind me because mm-hmm. I just bought it because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and this movie, I, I think I found out about this movie about 20 years ago, and I, I watched it a lot, and I recently started watching it again, and I forgot how much I love this movie. It is dated. It's an 80s movie. Yeah. Some of the effects and characters are a little bit like, oh, wow, that's pretty goofy. But That doesn't bother you, no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and the story is really, really awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth worth checking out. So it's called Millennium from 1989. Okay. Definitely yeah, recommend that one. Yeah, interesting. All right, yeah. yeah. Is it on like any streaming platforms or is it just DVD? It's. Pro- I bet you you can rent it on Amazon Prime. I haven't checked if you can stream it for free though, Yeah. Okay. but it's probably available for like three Prime. bucks or something, yeah. All right. Okay, cool. I'll add a link as always to all the things we're going to suggest. The link will be found in the description, uh, whether you're checking us out on one of the uh, podcast platforms or YouTube, I always include the links. So make sure you look below for that. Megan, yes. what do you suggest? I suggest, so I was laid up for a day or so after I get my vaccine shot. It made me real sick. Yeah. <laughs> so I stayed home and I binge watched a little old TV show I did for my childhood. Gave me comfort. Yeah. I felt so much better. I really enjoy it. I forgot how much I really, really love this show. But it is from 1994. Where on earth is Carmen Sandiego? Oh, where on earth? Earth, yes. Oh, that's the later one then. Yeah. Okay, because prior to that, it was... Where on the world... Where in the world world is Carmen Carmen San Diego? Yep. Yeah, I loved... And then my personal favorite, where in time is Carmen San Diego, to bring back the time travel. Yep, hell yeah. Oh, I I love all of them. Yeah, they're so good. So, yeah, I just forgot how good it is. That is... Yeah, that's a great show. I I used to watch it a little bit. I was in high school by the time that first started coming out. Um, but my stepbrother used to watch it and everything. So that would have been like late eighties, early Mm nineties and stuff. And I remember watching that with him and just being like, oh my gosh, this is really fucking good. Like this is really engaging and interesting. I love history. I love geography. Right. I love, you know, searching. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's got, yeah. I wonder, was that like, yeah. Was that like an early planting the seed in you? You think? Yeah, it really was actually for your interest in all that kind of yeah, stuff. Treasure hunting mm-hmm. and heist shows. Yeah, all the clues you had to figure out and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good, man. Yeah, as an addendum, because Vito and I were just talking about it um, earlier. If anybody's interested, if you're a fan of Carmen San Diego, there is a really cool video on the Defunct Land channel on YouTube where they get into the whole history of how that show was conceived and created and all the iterations that came out from it and stuff. Amazing. Really so good. good. Yeah, you haven't to watch that. I would say you haven't not. seen it yet, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had the board game too. I really oh, love nice. the board game. Yeah, I used to play the computer game in, in grade school. Yeah. Oh. That's where I first found out about it. So Heck yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to check out both of those actually. Yeah, I, yeah. I might still have it even. <laughs> Ooh, really? I might. So we are long overdue. People, we've threatened for a while now that we were going to do uh, like a segment now and then where we board play. Geeks. Yeah, yeah. Like board geeks? Yeah, we were going to play, we call ourselves board geeks and play board games. Does anybody out there want to see us do that? Make suggestions if you want to see me that. Watch flip the board. Because <laughs> 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 Watch Megan start beating me over the head with a fucking <laughs> folded up piece of cardboard. <laughs> Yeah. Use a knife from Clue. Oh, Jesus. Stab you. Jesus. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would do that. Fine. I'll take my Monopoly thimble and just bludgeon you to death with it. <laughs> it's on my pinky, just repeatedly okay. hitting you on the I'll, head. I'll take my car and run you over with it. Wow. Wow. I'll my sick my Monopoly dog car. on you. 
Wow. All right. Well, that's degraded fast. Yeah. <laughs> you do not collect go. You collect $200 for pass and go, man. Well, straight to jail. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, that's cool. That's really cool that you found that again and everything. So that's Yeah, it. I found that on uh, Pluto. Oh, okay. Oh, it's on Pluto. Good old Pluto. Perfect. Pluto. <laughs> I love Pluto TV, man. Yeah. There's so much good stuff on there. All right. And my suggestion is a book that I recently finished reading. And I enjoyed the damn thing so much because, I mean, when I say what it is, you're going to be like, oh, go figure. I'm already reading it a second time. Mm-hmm. And it is a book by Tom Bujor, and it's called Nothing But a Good Time. Yes, that is named after the Poison song. <laughs> Because it's a whole book about the rise and fall of the uh, hair metal scene. Oh, cool. So it starts in like the late 70s with bands like Van Halen. And then there were other bands around at the time that were almost theirs. Like there was a band called The Boys, which featured George Lynch. Mm. Because George Lynch, people don't realize that George Lynch and Eddie Van Halen, for a lot of people back in like the late 70s, they were kind of neck and neck, man. Mm. But Eddie Van Halen got huge, and poor George, it took him a while, you know? So when George came around later, it's kind of (laughs) like, we know that feeling, right, Vito? (laughs) It's kind of like certain Swedish bands that people always accuse us of, you guys copied off them. It's like, we've been around longer than them. (laughs) But uh, they just got famous before we did, so... Yeah, same thing there. And it's just interesting to hear the stories of like how all those bands came together and how like, I mean, I mean, I knew a lot of this stuff, but a lot of people don't even realize that it's like Jakey Lee is the one that started Rat, you know? Really? Yeah. And then when he got the Aussie gig and was like, I'm out of here, he called his buddy, his old roommate, who was just a 19 year old kid named Warren Demartini no and was like, hey, man, you play like me. Why don't you join them? Wow. Right. It's really cool, man. It's a really good book. It's interesting. There's so much good info. And then it it gets into the East Coast band. So it starts talking about like Cinderella and Skid Row and, you know, all all that kind of stuff. Brittany Fox, uh, you know, but White Lion, you know, really, really interesting book. Even if you're not like totally into that music or you just kind of casually like it and stuff. I highly recommend this book, Nothing But a Good Time. I'll include the link to it down below. If any of you guys want to read it, I'll just loan you mine nice. and everything. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, we like to recommend another show or another channel or something like that. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up our old pal, Jason, who we know from the PFPN. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and a bunch of his buddies, who were a bunch of musicians like us, mm-hmm. started a new uh, podcast offshoot, and they have a cool page related to it. And of course, I'm all about it because it's called Cracktastic Plastic. <laughs> That's a fun name. <laughs> and what they do is they just talk about collecting toys. Gee, we're, we're you know, <laughs> why would I be into that? So uh, much like, I mean, whereas I do my geeking toyetic thing, which is like a one guy segment and I'm just kind of showing toys. These guys like get a little bit more in depth on stuff like where they'll they'll talk about histories of toys and they they do a lot of like polls and stuff in the Cracktastic Plastic page where they're like, you know, what's the one thing you always wanted and never got or what's the thing that really irks you about this toy line and a bunch of us answer it and then just like we do with the Geeking Squad. Talk about it. And they talk about it it's really entertaining there are a bunch of really good guys and everything so definitely check out cracktastic plastic especially for any of you out there that are into collecting toys they focus a lot on transformers oh, jason's all about them oh he, he sure is, is all about them Transformers. <laughs> he was here in chicago one year and i went with him and he wanted to go find transformers toys so we ended up going to some toy store downtown and he was like oh my god i can't believe this he you, was going nuts man so you went <laughs> to a toy store without me well you it know? was a spur oh, of the moment thing. We were hanging out down there, and he goes, "You know, I'm going to go find a toy store." So, that's no, fine, man. That's cool. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you did that and everything. There's good. They're going to be back again soon. I think they keep talking about possibly coming back for uh, more toy excursions and nice. stuff like that. So you'll I, have to join them then. I told him to make sure he lets me know. Yeah, because this was like five, six, seven yeah. years ago. So. Yeah, I collected toys and knew you back then too. But that's fine. <laughs> That's all right. Nice, That's nice all right. try, Vito. But anyway, uh, yeah, Cracktastic <laughs> Plastic. It's a really cool show. They're still pretty new. They've only got, I don't even think they have a half dozen episodes out yet. So get in on it and check it out. And uh, that's about it. That's a wrap. Yeah, that is a wrap, as they say. Mm-hmm. I know you love when I say things like that, like whip. Wait, okay, <laughs> seriously, I want to 
I don't know. <laughs> you with, can't with threaten me with any Dr. more cheese. Pepper over here. <laughs> She's going to be smothering me with trying to suffocate me with cheese and stabbing me with clue board game knives, apparently. I've got this plastic bag I can use. Good grief. Okay, before you get all lock and key on me, <laughs> it is time for us to go. So, with that, we will be back soon with episode 22. Dose, dose. <laughs> the dose, double dose. dose. <laughs> you motherfuckers gonna get the double dose. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. See, See ya.